Greetings folks and welcome back to Metals, Money and Markets Weekly. I'm Chris Temple here with the mercenary geologist Mickey Fulp. And Mickey, things weren't going half bad this week until a couple of Fed heads opened their mouths and uh, threw some cold water on the idea that there would be a late summer or pre-midterm election pause in the Fed's tightening. That didn't do uh, anything a whole lot of good. Uh, and it, it sure short-circuited the uh, nascent rallies in gold and silver. Not only that, but we had Biden chime in last night and also this morning, and that roiled the markets and sent petroleum soaring. Uh, gold was basically flat on the week, uh, closed down 2 bucks to 1851 and it really followed the U.S. dollar. Uh, in its perturbations this week. Dollar up, gold down, and vice versa. Silver lost a percent to close at 21.84. Platinum gained 6% to 10.10, while its sister metal, palladium, lost 5.5%, uh, closed at 19.04. Tell me why that happened, Chris. I am clueless. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. It uh, doesn't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. All I could offer on Palladium is that you had such a huge rip, you know, several weeks back, and uh, it had got sold off a lot. So I think you just got some directional traders in there that don't really know what they're doing either. They just think it's volatile enough they can scalp a little bit. Uh, Copper yeah. had a nice week, though. That was uh, interesting to see despite uh, today's action. Copper was up strongly for the week, closed at 447, up 3.7%, uh, but it was actually off about 7 or 8 cents today. It, it was up because uh, news that China is unlocking uh, its lockdowns and it's coming in with a stimulus package, which and normal speak means they're juicing the economy. Um, exacerbated by supply problems, the natives are restless in Peru, yep. and the government's clamping down on Los Palombras in Chile. So uh, uh, that was very bullish for copper on the week. Uh, it is in robust contango so this appears at least in speculators mind it's uh not a week by week thing yeah and it's beginning to make me think mickey that no matter what the broad markets do we're going to make another run back at the 2022 highs of uh, a few couple or three months back moving on to energy you already alluded to this we had another uh record well not record high close yet we're getting there but we had another 2022 high close for crude oil Closed at 120.30, up 4.5%. It was actually up all day uh, from when Biden spoke from his, what do I want to call this? His bunker in Delaware, I guess. Uh, of which. The order of. 420, 430 days now, yeah. and he spent more than 200 days in isolation in some place in Delaware. So that's about 40% of the time. Part-time president, that might be good. Uh -huh. At least he can't do damage 24-7, uh, 365. That said, 
Uh, he's on his way to Saudi Arabia to beg for oil, despite uh, surging prices with uh, production flat here. Nat Gas closed at 8.50 this week. That's a 13-year high. Let's look at the numbers. Rigs minus one. Production remains flat at 11.9 million barrels a day. Inventories were down massively over 5 million barrels. That certainly uh, led to a bump in the oil price. Imports were down but still high at 6.2 million barrels per day. And refineries hit a 2022 high at 16 million barrels per day. That's up 150,000 as summer driving season basically officially started on Memorial Day, which was Monday, and gasoline has soared. It closed today at 476. What's that up? Uh, another 14 cents this week, and it has been up 24 of the last 25 days. Remarkable. I'll tell you, this is uh, looking a, a good buddy of mine, uh, Phil Flynn, who's an energy analyst, one of the best I know. His morning missive today, he used the term dangerously bullish for the continued bullish outlook for not only just oil, but natural gas as well. Uh, there's no question we're going to break the old highs in nominal terms, at least for crude oil. We'll see 150 bucks plus but before the summer is done, I fear. Uh, uranium uh, finally had uh, a week in the green. That it did. Had a nice bump this week, up almost 5% to 48.50. Uh, I did not get numbers for yesterday or today, so this is a Wednesday spark price. And the Sprout Physical Uranium Trust still trading at a discount, and it hasn't has bought no uranium for about five weeks running right now. I'm not really sure why that is, but I can speculate without digging into it and doing the research. Uh, they have to get permission to uh, up their share count because as they buy uranium, uh, they issue more equity. So perhaps they are at the top of that right now. Maybe they've spent all the money they can spend right now on uranium. Yeah, who knows, but uh, that's that's all short-term noise. You and I both know that this is a great bull market that's still unfolding for that space, at least. You, know, you alluded to the dollar earlier, uh, which rebounded this week. Uh, interest rates rebounded a fair bit more. And again, it's this hawkish talk that, uh, you know, I, I think, Mickey, a lot of people in the markets have this muscle memory that they just – have this knee-jerk reaction or view that, you know, well, the stock market's down, so the Fed's going to chicken out. They're showing no signs of chickening out yet, and, and that has put a floor under both the dollar and interest rates. And if, you know, those reversals continue, it's going to be more trouble this summer for equities and maybe even commodities as well. Well, selling may go away, and then you've yeah. got summer doldrums uh, officially starting about two weeks, so uh, the markets don't look good. Uh, the dollar was stronger this week, closed at 102.15, half percent gain. You know, it had lost something on the order of uh, uh, 300 basis points, 3% off its high in mid-May at 104.50 plus, so 
I think probably it just sold off too much and it recovered a bit. Uh, interesting enough, and you don't see this very often, the euro was also up this week. It was up to 107.2 for a 1.6% gain. And not only that, but the loonie was up this week for a 1.1% gain to 79.44. You know, the, those are two of the components of DXY, so I must speculate that... Uh, other things were down this week, and I know the British pound was down considerably. Right, and the yen, the yen was down a fair bit too. I, I think you explained the euro perhaps by they're getting ready to finally raise interest rates at least a little bit. You know, you gotta, they're trying to make it a two-way market and keep the bears on the euro honest. And the loony, I have to believe, got some help from yet another high in the oil price, don't you think? That certainly could be, although, you know... <laughs> They have the dirtiest and lowest price of oil in the world, arguably, maybe next to Venezuela. So uh, anyway, it is what it is, 10-year treasury. You also uh, referred to that. People started buying bonds again this week, uh, and the – I didn't say that right. (laughs) People started selling bonds again this week, and, of course, the interest rate rose uh, it was up 20 basis points to close at 2.94. Right. And then moving on to the stock market, you know, when you look at the numbers, it doesn't look that bad. But uh, today, Friday, sure was ugly, and, and uh, it kept the market from having a second winning week. Well, not only that, but the markets were down. All three major U.S. markets were down three of the four days it was open this week. But today was was quite brutal. Uh, with the NASDAQ losing over 2%. Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down almost a percent to 32,899. S&P 500, 41.08, lost 1.2% on the week. Uh, VIX still remains high, but it has come down into the mid-20s for the last couple of weeks. Uh, 25.3 at end of day today. NASDAQ Closed at 12.013, down for a percent, but that was down 2% today. And really, it's uh, a lot of this happened to do with what Biden said this morning, just roiled the markets. Uh, what I viewed as a poor jobs report, although uh, that's not what mainstream media says, added something less than 400,000 jobs. Uh, but Biden says a middling jobs report is actually a good thing. Uh, explain that to me. Um, and vowed to once again double down on government spending to cure inflation. <laughs> I don't know who he talks to. But I'll, I'll tell you uh, on that subject real quick. You know, between him and then Janet Yellen the other day, yeah. and and you would think that somebody in the administration uh, that wanted to trot someone out for the media went out on some street corner and found some homeless bag lady and threw her in front of a camera. And that's what Janet Yellen sounded like. I mean, uh, it, it reminds me of this meme, and I'm sure you've seen it before, Mickey, where uh, the, the, it basically goes that on, of all the mammals on this planet, only humankind is stupid enough to put the dumbest of its species in charge. <laughs> and that's what we got. 
So, and we're, we'll get back to Sleepy Joe's comments in a bit, but quick before we move on to what's uh, on tap, inflation and otherwise next week, uh, the Venture Exchange lost a little bit, but you know less bad than in many weeks recently. It basically is tracking the big markets. Uh, so it was down today, it closed at 720, down four points on the week, but uh, volumes remain minuscule. We averaged less than 25 million shares per day on the venture exchange this week. And I looked at my holdings today at the end of market and half of the Penny Crapper Juniors that I own did not trade today. So Holy. absolutely no interest. Holy Toledo, that's 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 stark. Now take a look at your board, mate, and see what you've got. <laughs> Well, it's less bad than that, I can tell you. But I, we're 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 in a lot of different things, not just resource juniors. But among the resource juniors, yeah, there's a few uh, like that. It's uh, no, nobody's home. Somebody's knocked at the door, but nobody's home. Um, I mentioned next week. Uh, I know that we've got inflation numbers coming up. We got CPI on Friday. That would be the first print on May's numbers, and then we'll have revisions of that ad infinitum and you already mentioned it european central bank's going to talk about rates and i think uh, those markets especially the euro have already baked in a an interest rate rise but uh correct me if i'm wrong they're still in negative nominal interest rates over there uh, the official ones, yes. At least the market rates are, have been back in positive territory for a while, so well, we'll see it. It's remarkable. Their inflation rate is just about recently what ours uh, is is said to be. Um, so they've got uh, all else being equal, some catching up to do. Well, Mickey, on the subject we've been talking about, our new poll this week has to do with uh, Sleepy Joe, Creepy Joe, Dementia Joe, whatever we want to call him in his speech this morning. That it does, and here we go. Biden roiled the markets and sent oil surging this morning. Now, Joe is not a doctor, but he is married to an academic who claims to be one. And that ilk, what is Sleepy Joe's manner most akin to? And your choices are, number one, Doctor Who am I? Number two, Dr. Debonair Kildare. Number three, Dr. Do Little. And number four, Dr. Flip Flop Fauci. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, I'm torn between one and four. I, I've got to say that... Um... <laughs> I gotta say number four because I think he's got enough faculties left to know at least half the time that he's either disingenuous or flat out lying. So I gotta go with number four. And I'm gonna go with number one. Doctor Who am I? Well, that's gonna be interesting to see what everybody else thinks about that. But uh, uh, certainly, uh, Doctor Kildare. Uh, I, I can't imagine that's gonna get many votes. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Okay. Well, Mickey, that's great. You know, we're wrapping another week, and we'll see what next week brings with the inflation numbers and so forth, and we'll see how much more Sleepy Joe can uh, bamboozle us with his uh, idiocy. Right out, Chris. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. You too.
Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated exclusively by our friends at Kitco.com. To keep up with Mickey Folk, visit him online at MercenaryGeologist.com and on Twitter under at MercenaryGeo. Yours truly, Chris Temple, can be found at NationalInvestor.com and on Twitter, it's at NatInvestor. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you again next week.